put on your seatbelts. We got the keys to the spaceship. It's time to go for a ride. Stay tuned, stay big. It's this new thing for people, and they're sometimes afraid of new things that they don't understand. I'm assuming you enjoy rapping with people like this. I love this. This is, this is exactly why I live life. Welcome to the Baker Cast. Sometimes I feel like I'm channeling energy and what I produce are the keys to the spaceship. Aloha, guys. Good to see you out here on the floor, on the streets, doing the grind, yes. getting to witness the function of the whole industry here. I want to tell you, I believe the aliens came down many years ago and infected some monkeys and made us all. So uh, we all came from different, right. different places, and because of that, different things might get us high. Jason Harris here is the seventh apprentice of Bob Snodgrass, and Bob Snodgrass says, Sometimes I feel like I'm channeling energy, and what I produce are the keys to the spaceship. Yeah, the pipe that you make is a key to the spaceship for somebody to get into. So Think about it like this, bro. It's a tool to get high. So when you smoke through this thing, you get inspired. It changes your head work. And so I help develop that piece that you got high with, so I have a connection to you somehow. That's so that's that, 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 I love it, I love it, I love it. This is the Baker Cast. I'm Adam Stellar. Stay tuned, stay baked. Make sure to hear our past content on DromeBaker.shop. Try the new Drone Baker cannabis today. LBS Distribution, re-upping California. LBS Distribution was founded in 2017 by a group of cannabis entrepreneurs with the goal of creating an efficient supply chain of legal cannabis throughout California. Located in West Sacramento, in the heart of Northern California. The mission is to connect California's licensed cannabis retailers with the finest cultivators, artisans, and manufacturers that have made the state renowned for high quality cannabis. From the Redwoods forests of Humboldt to the beaches of San Diego and everything in between. LBS Distribution is your one-stop shop bringing you high quality cannabis products and reliable service for your dispensary needs. This is the Baker Cast, the official Jerome Baker podcast. Meridia Capital Holdings is a private equity firm targeting fundamental growth drivers underpinning the rapid development of the cannabis industry. Our investment emphasis focuses on the cultivation technologies, products, and services associated with the evolution of cannabis as an agriculture product, a natural plant-based medicine, and constitute in pharmaceutical formulations and recreational consumer product. See, we seek to invest in companies that successfully transition from startup to revenue-generating growth companies. We work to further accelerate proven operating models and supercharge the growth of their commercial pipeline. By identifying essential providers with strong management teams, we anticipate we're enterprise-level or large industrial providers in non-related fields will look to find growth in their core businesses through acquisition or investment. Meridia Capital Holdings. Make sure to check them out. MeridiaCapitalHoldings.net. This is The Baker Cast. I'm Adam Steller. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Stay bait. Good morning. 
first bong here of the day, of course, Sour Diesel. We're hitting people like on so shit. many levels. Oh, that's classic, bro. We meet up and we're like, hey man, smoke out of my Jerome Baker, but this is Jerome Baker, man. This is the guy that started it all. Jordan Schefter and Jason Harris from a dorm room to the dead lot with the Grateful Dead. From that to here to the Baker cast towards all the listeners, yeah, man, like right in front of us. Yeah, of course, the man, Jason Harris. If you see Jerome Baker, know that it's made with love. You know, I'm honored to say that I did stay in Denver, Colorado long enough to be able to vote for the decriminalization of psilocybin mushrooms. And just as we used the legislative process of you know, getting issues on the ballots to legalize cannabis, we can use that exact same process to legalize psilocybin and other drugs just by asking the people how they think this country should be run. Tell me about the vision when, when we first had the conversation in Denver, Colorado about the word Baker cast. What was your thought about that? Because you are a big visionary in this process. I mean, I thought it was a cool idea. That's why I took that uh, jump and right, we made that trip out to uh, Vegas for Champs trade show back in February. Yes, this is the Baker cast. The official Jerome Baker podcast on JeromeBaker.com. Please keep out of reach of children and for use by adults 21 years of age and older. Another episode of the Baker cast. Brought to you by the Baker cast. Las Vegas Dream Factory, 721 South 1st Street in the heart of the Arts District. I'm going to kick off this episode with a little taste of Terpy Tuesday. Of course, shout out to OG Surge, Silver Sage Wellness, Remedy Cultivation, Own Your Remedy, Remedy Yourself. And what we have is the second, as promised, AJ Sour Diesel interview. We got two of them. We wanted to get the real history on this strain, put you in the deadlot time machine, go back in time and talk to the folks that were actually there. Right, AJ Sour Diesel met Jerome Baker on the Grateful Deadlock. Let's do this, baby. And so you guys are the front line of this weed thing. But don't forget, we have interviewed from the first apprentice, besides his, besides Bob's son, but the very first apprentice, folks could say, to Bob Snodgrass, with Hugh Glass. Ladies and gentlemen, hands down, if you don't know Hugh Glass, we're about to school you on one of the best glass blowers of all time. The very first interview we got with Jason Harris from Jerome Baker, he talks about when he was in Eugene and he was just painting a picture of the scene there. And he, you know, explained a, you know, about a young Hugh Glass over there with Bob Snodgrass and now to see progress that they both made and all the other apprentices. To hear the story about, you know, how Cam and Bob created the first bubbler, you know, and stumbled upon color fuming. I mean, these are things in the glass game that are revolutionary truly so yeah we want to check in with hugh glass and get the history and story of hugh glass right and it's a great interview you do not want to miss that and of course because we gave you the aj sour diesel interview we got some sour diesel sauce from silver stage wellness remedy cultivation from turkey tuesday that we uh did a product review on here on the show and we wanted to share that with you as well make sure to head on over to uh, silver stage wellness that's right dumb beggar cast sent you earlhillextracts.com small batch artisan crafted live resin from Humboldt County, California. That's right, EarlHillExtracts.com. Now offering white label sauce, shatter, 
and or fresh frozen from brands, retailers, and wholesalers. You are listening to The Baker Cast. What a blessing it is, you know what I mean? I saw you go up and down, you know what I mean? Now you're doing what you love, and so you guys are the front line of this weed thing. Good morning, and we are back with another episode of The Baker Cast, uh, official product review with Remedy Cultivation. Own your remedy, remedyyourself.com, Nevada's finest cannabis products. We're going to tell you why. Sour Diesel, hands down, is the number one all-time favorite strain in my book, and I feel like nothing, there won't be another strain that I'll ever experience that will take me back to a time and place. It means so much to my uh, to my green heart over here. And so, as you may know, Sour Diesel, the Chem 91, the Super Skunk, check out our past interview with AJ Sour Diesel. Check it out on BakerCast.com. We're going to give you the opportunity to go back now after hearing this and uh, kind of dig in a little bit. But let's see what this looks like because first and foremost, anytime I've ever had this sauce from Silver Sage Wellness and Remedy Cultivation, it is absolutely sexy. So, yep, they do it right. They do it right every time. Let's talk Turks here because these are some of my favorite. Okay, if... If I'm gonna tell you this is my favorite strain, I should probably be, be able to rattle off the uh, the terps in there. Uh, I already know carefully in mercy and lemonine, but now look at the percentages that are in there. Uh, 13.72 milligrams per gram of lemonine, and so let's see it. Uh, let's let's look at let's take a look at what the effects are good for for anti-anxiety, stress relief, antidepressant, anti-inflammatory, pain relief, and relieves nausea. And it's more of a citrus aroma and flavor. Mercine, as we discussed in our past product review with the Resurrection OG, you know, that mercine came in at a spectacularly high number at 43 milligrams per gram of, of mercine. Also in sour diesel, this comes in at eight. So the effects, that anti-inflammatory though, muscle relaxant, pain relief, sedative, also a pain relief, and musky aroma and flavor. And then last but not least, the carefeline coming in at 9.64 also an anti-anxiety antidepressant anti-inflammatory and pain relief uh, with a, a peppery aroma and flavor so when you mix you know the peppery the musky and the citrus together you kind of get a diesel you kind of get a smell of funk that's something that we just wanted to bring to your attention that you know shop for your terps and so we have to try this so now that we had broke down a little bit about sour diesel and we're going to give you a chance now. Go back and listen to the AJ Sour Diesel interview. Get that knowledge. Get blessed up. Shout out to AJ. Shout out to everything you do, my man. Much respect. Much love. You know that sound. Well, if you don't, you're going to get schooled. That's the Honey Badger. And the Honey Badger is our premier way to smoke a hash recently. Cheers. This is the Baker Cast. Be on the lookout for the new Jerome Baker Cannabis. exhaling like a skunk just love the taste of sour diesel and so if you had the opportunity to see their live resin sauce 
we want to thank you for joining us for another product review right from the baker cast just bringing attention to these different strains that they have available and bringing some attention to these different terps digging in a little bit about what those terps do for you and what those aromas and flavors are you know because that's super important in knowing that um if you know you're a customer it's super helpful to know this for when you're shopping for your terps and you know it's just good to do your your own research and dig in and um, do some experimenting and find out which terps actually work best for you because to my understanding not all of them work best for everybody and you might find out that CBD is something that you want a little bit more. And if you, you know, maybe you find out THC gets you too high, but you know, CBD doesn't get you high at all. Maybe you want that for more of the stress and the, the pain relief and anti-inflammatory properties that it does give you. If you do need any CBD, hit us up. Make sure to check out aquadelics.com. That's right, jamming on Maui. So now a little bit about tie-dye. So when looking at nature or art, it is fun to project our inspirations of different aspects of the way we choose to live our lives, especially by the clothing options we choose to wear. Now, based on our emotions and moods of our being, representing the way of ourselves and the nature of the earth connected through vibrant colors of our ancient people as they did before us. So each one of these suits that has been tie-dye has been originally created by a design from a tie-dye artist. Now, once the sacred fabric art has been set for 24 hours and washed out three times, its picture is taken with the highest resolution camera in the studio. Now, the dye sub process of heat transferring into synthetic water resistant fabric then begins. Tattooing the white fabric, the colors come to life, leaving us with an enjoyable piece of freedom to express ourselves through living color. Now, that was a little bit more about the dye and sub printing process at aquadelics.com. That's right, jamming on Maui. This is the Baker Cast. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you something new. We bring you the Baker Cast. Fuckers! Yeah! Weed is smooth. All kinds of weed, indica, outica, indo, outdoor, fucking sativa, hybrid. Shit, all of it. In fact, I got some, uh, what is this one? This one. Some little bit of, uh, outdoor cheese berry love or some shit like that, you know? This is the Baker Cast, the official Jerome Baker podcast on jeromebaker.com. We're here at the Dream Factory. Today we are on the line with AJ, the man behind the legendary plant, Sour Diesel. How are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I uh, can't complain. So this is the Baker Cast, the official Jerome Baker podcast. Uh, so I'm just curious, how did you first get uh, introduced to Jerome Baker? Uh, well, I don't remember how I first got introduced to Jerome Baker, but I knew I met Jason Harris, I guess, long before Jerome Baker, and uh, I believe we met at Grateful uh, Dead show. Oh wow. Now, how did you first get into uh, growing cannabis? I lived in New York City, and I I wanted a steady supply of good cannabis, and so that was the logical conclusion. Sure, just decided to grow your own. Now, how did the uh, sour diesel officially uh, come to be? 
Uh, Sour Demon was a bag seed that was, that was conceived in Staten Island and ended up being uh, planted in upstate New York. Now, is it true that the, the bag seed was from some uh, Chem 91? It was from Chem 91. And yeah, there's a lot of discrepancy about who the father was. I personally think it was the super skunk from Sensi Seed, but other people have their own ideas. I guess I'll just uh, kind of always remain a mystery. Now, I've heard people did some uh, wild things to get their hands on the, that true sour diesel. What are some of the crazier things you've heard uh, people do to, to get that back in the like the late 90s? Um, well, my apartment was burglarized in the late 90s <laughs> by clone thieves. Um, that's about the craziest thing that happened to me. Sure. Uh, I'm sure a lot of crazy things happened. Right, because I heard that's how uh, the name Sour Diesel kind of came to be, that it kind of soured a lot of relationships due to people trying to get those genetics. Hey, it made people sour when they couldn't get it anymore. Sure. Now, what are you, some of your thoughts on all the, the counterfeit uh, weed that got passed off at Sour Diesel over the years? Uh, how important is kind of the strain name to the experience? bothers me more now. Like, it doesn't really bother me, but it bothers me more now than it did then because, you know, back then, you know, there was, the, you know, there was really nothing else around it that, that compared to what we were doing. So, you know, imitation and flattery, you know. No, now it feels weird if I, just like I look and I see, you know, my name on a menu at the store, you know, and I, and I have nothing to do with it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's odd. And, and also, I get comments on my Instagram, you know, mm -hmm. from people saying, you know, that's not real sour. You know, I don't like sure. anything like this. Not sour, <laughs> you know, because, you know, they don't know what, what it really looks like. Right. No, absolutely. And I've heard you've been working on, uh, like, tissue culture and genostatin. Uh, that's a pretty new uh, frontier. Can you speak about that? Uh, well, I'm not personally working on that. I, I, I'm interested in it. And, uh, and you know, I see I'm... I'm I'm actually happy to see a lot of people taking it up. I had an idea that I pitched around, you know, a couple of years ago that pertained to strain banking and all that, you know. I I haven't uh, I haven't done any work to this myself. Sure. And uh, do you ever uh, play music for your plans? Absolutely classical music. Oh, really? Uh, what are some of your favorite uh, composers to play? Uh, well... Uh, I like Mozart, but when it, usually uh, just to have a steady supply, I just set FM receiver to the local uh, classical station, and I just let it play. Oh, that's down. awesome. Now, uh, what are some of your thoughts on uh, labeling cannabis as uh, either indica or sativa? Do you think that's an accurate way to uh, describe cannabis when uh, like shopping at a dispensary? So, I mean, I'm sure you could get more specific, but I... But for me, I like it because, you know, uh, for me, there's a clear definition between the two, and, mm -hmm. and there, I have my own, like, my preconceived notions of what each thing is. Just if you tell me, hey, we're going to smoke a sativa, then I would agree with you, you know, even if you did, I, I, I would call that a sativa, even if you did not. Uh, so, yeah, I like it, you know. I use it as a, as a way to categorize things in my own mind. And, uh, you know, sour diesel is notoriously difficult to, to grow. Uh, how important is the growing method to the end result, and what were some of your kind of preferred growing techniques? I mean, I charge a lot of money for that, but <laughs> for that information. But, sure. I, I mean, of course, yeah, I mean, 
you know, you can give it to, to 10 people and, 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 you know, you'll get 10 different things. Yeah, it's all about dialing it in to get that one, uh, you know, desired outcome that you're looking for. But if you want yield, you can dial it in that way, you know. Mm-hmm. If you want smell and taste, you dial it in that way. Sure. And that's the direction that I've always uh, uh, tried to go in. I've heard other people say, oh, I love that. It's a great yielder. It never worked out that way for me, but you probably have some other way that, that, that works for you. No, absolutely. And uh, now that cannabis is in the process of becoming legalized worldwide, uh, growing your own is now more popular than ever. Do you have any, any uh, like basic advice for a brand new grower out there? Uh, don't name your genetics off you know, anything that's already trademarked because uh, it's a huge headache down the road. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, did you ever think the cannabis industry would get to the place where it is today? No. <laughs> Certainly not, no. No, never thought you'd just be able to uh, walk into a store and have a huge selection of uh, strains to choose from? Yeah, I mean, I'm still looking for a store that has a huge selection of good things to choose from, but I know I never <laughs> thought that, it, that there would be any such store. Sure. And when do you think cannabis will be legalized federally? Do you think we'll be uh, waiting a few more years? Who knows? You know? I can't say it because I wouldn't have predicted any of this. Sure, absolutely. Uh, any uh, plans for your future? Any plans for the future? Uh, well, you know, um, I'm working on the uh, craft project in Long Beach at the moment. Right. And uh, I'm working on uh, uh, some genetics projects in my uh, personal life. And that's it. I'm, I don't have any grand plans, uh, but I'm open to them. Yeah. Nice. If anybody out there has any for me. Absolutely. Uh, any shout outs on the Jerome Baker podcast here tonight? Shout out to Jerome Baker. How's that guy doing? Well, I just want to thank you uh, so much for taking the time out of your day and uh, chatting here with us. Uh, it was really uh, awesome to be able to hear a little bit of that uh, story of how one of these legendary strains came to be. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. I uh, hope you have a excellent uh, rest of your night. You too. Thanks, man. Take care. This is the Baker Cast. I'm Adam Stellar. Stay tuned. Stay baked. Hear our past podcast content at jeromebaker.shop. Did you try the new Jerome Baker cannabis yet? Shout out to Earl Hill Labs and LBS Distribution. What a blessing it is. You know what I mean? I saw you go up and down. You know what I mean? Now you're doing what you love. And so you guys are the front line of this weed thing. Warning, please keep battery to children and for use by adults 21 years of age and older. This is the Baker Cast, the official Jerome Baker podcast. I'm Adam Steller. Stay tuned. Stay baked. Here are past content at JeromeBaker.shop. Did you try the new Jerome Baker cannabis yet? I want to tell you, I believe the aliens came down many years ago and infected some monkeys and made us all. So uh, we all came from different right. different places, and because of that, different things might get us high. Jason Harris here is the seventh apprentice of Bob Snodgrass, and Bob Snodgrass says, Sometimes I feel like I'm channeling energy and what I produce are the keys to the spaceship. Yeah, the pipe that you make is a key to the spaceship for somebody to get into, so. This is the Baker Cast. I'm Adam Stellar. Stay tuned, stay baked. 
Make sure to check out the new Jerome Baker cannabis. JeromeBaker.shop. Think about it like this, bro. It's a tool to get high. So when you smoke through this thing, you get inspired. It changes your head work. And so I help develop that piece that you got high with. So I have a connection to you somehow. That's so that's that, 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 that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Good morning. First bong here of the day, of course, Sour Diesel. And we're here with Hugh Glass, an OG, a legend since the early 90s, behind the torch. And we're going to break down the history of Hugh Glass on the BakerCast, the official Jerome Baker podcast. Tell us about the legendary Hugh Glass studio, and how did that come into fruition? Um, I, had a, I decided to become what I thought was a little bit of a craftsman or an artist back when I was 19, and I had a good friend, Bob Snodgrass, who was making beautiful glass pipes. And so I decided that was definitely a career that I thought would be a fun thing to do. And so I just kind of put two and two together. Um, I had met Bob from Dead Tour, and, um, and, he was in, and he was living in Eugene, and I was looking for something unique to do, and it fit into my lifestyle really nice. And so I started uh, Blowing Glass, and within about a year, I started a uh, company, Hugh Glass. Wow. And so you were the first apprentice to Bob Snodgrass. Is that correct? Yeah, yes, I am the first official apprentice in Bob Snodgrass, even though it, back in the day I never asked to apprentice him. Uh-huh. Um, I just would actually uh, uh, get him uh, pretty baked and get him distracted, and then I'd go play on the torch. Sure. And after a while, <laughs> um, and sometimes I'd ask questions, and he sometimes would answer them, and sometimes he'd say, read the book. And at the time, it was the Homer Hoyt book, Homer Hoyt class playing book. Okay. And, um, and it took me about a year to really um, get uh, enough to where I was pretty confident about what I was doing. That's why I started my company in 1991. I started in 1990, um, blowing glass with Bob. I got wow. Bob to move to Eugene in 1990 um, because he was looking for somewhere to settle down. His daughter wanted to go to school starting from the fall going into the spring, like a normal school year. And, yeah. um, and he was going to move to Ashland, Oregon, and I talked him into moving to Eugene, Oregon. Uh, because it was just a bigger town, and I was here, and I was able to help out if you needed some help financially or just whatever. Yeah. And that's how that all went into place. And um, I basically started blowing glass until I found something that I something else I wanted to do in life. And uh, according to my wife, she's still waiting for me to get a real job. But I've been doing it now for 29 years, and it's been better and better every year. Yeah, you've been you've been absolutely killing it. Can, uh, can you elaborate on some of the other apprentices that were there with the School of Snodgrass? Um, because I was the first, my second apprentice was a person named Cameron Tower, and um, he worked in my studio with me that was just a couple of blocks away from Bob in Glenwood, Oregon. And, uh, and I moved up to uh, Portland in August of 93, and Cameron started working with Bob then, as far as I know. And um, he was a second apprentice, and then there was a bunch after him, or not a bunch, I think there was originally a 13, um, but uh, wow. the, uh, I didn't know, I mean, I met them uh, as they came around, but I was actually in Portland, so I'm not sure exactly what the numbers were. I looked at the, okay. the list earlier today, and I couldn't really tell you who was actually three, four, or five. I mean, I, I, I was told that uh, Jason was number seven, so yeah. um, I, Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I know that uh, Bob Atram was living next to uh, Cameron Tower in his duplex, and so that's where he came from. Wow. And um, I don't, but I don't honestly know who would be uh, uh, number uh, or number three and four. Yeah. And so, and so Eugene, Oregon was a staple because also, you know, the 
quality of cannabis around there. You know, they had the best quality cannabis. So a lot of people went to test some of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's actually what I told Bob um, <laughs> was uh, that the, uh, the cannabis was much better in Eugene than anywhere else that I had been, and that uh, I was, and that, it, that he wanted to move to Ashland, Oregon, and Ashland was uh, um, it's a nice place, but it's really small. There's really no rentals there, and so he had a better opportunity here. And still okay. to this day, I travel around the country and Eugene still has, I believe, as good of cannabis as anywhere else in the world that I have ever been. Absolutely. I don't want to say better because that might be fighting words, but it is yeah. as good as anywhere else. No, I think I, I, def, I definitely agree with you there. So can you tell our listeners what you exactly specialize in? We understand that you mastered the craft of the functional glass art, marbles, and wearables. Mainly I'm known for my uh, dry pieces, um, uh, my uh, hammer pipes, my chillums, and my side bowls are what my big passion is. There's a yeah. train going by here. I'm quite close to the track. So <laughs> my little noisy. Rad. Um, <laughs> the official Hugh Glass studio. Yeah. Um, it's actually, uh, um, I share a studio with uh, Mike Philpott, and oh, it's awesome. known as the, the Philpott studio, um, just because it makes it easier that way. But yeah, yeah this is uh, officially where I reside in Eugene. We understand you also teach lamp working, um, you know, at multiple places, the Corning Museum of Glass, the Glass Craft Expo, the Eugene Glass School, um, and multiple other personal studios. So what inspired you to become a glass teacher? Um, to give back, um, what it has done for my life, um, I, I dropped out of high school to go on Grateful Dead tour, and um, it, the glass has afforded me to be a very productive uh, member of society, um, actually someone people respect, and so I want to be able to give that opportunity to other people, people who might not fit into the mainstream model of what is expected of them. Uh, glasses made it so I was able to be my own boss my whole career and really enjoy what I do, and I know that about 90% of the people I meet don't get to do what they want to do for a living and don't enjoy their what they do as a career and so I want to give that opportunity to people who want to take that chance to become you know a gospel and it's the best yeah. way is to give back and there's also some uh, like you know, Chinese proverb that says I believe I not necessarily a Chinese proverb but if you teach the next generation how to do what you do then you have a job for the next 25 years um, also I learned from my elders um, and that's how I got my start, and that would be from Bob Stagrass. And the other person I worked with is Sue Ellen Fowler, who was also a generation um, older than I am, who has a lot of knowledge also in glass. And so I just am trying to keep the tradition going um, as far as uh, yeah, opening the doors for other people. Warning, please keep out of reach of children and for use by adults 21 years of age. This is the Baker Cast. We want to give a shout out to Josh Young. Make sure to check out the interview with him. Shout out to Earth Green, Lions Pride Genetics, of course, cultivators of the Jerome Baker Cannabis. Stay tuned. Stay baked. This is the Baker Cast. I'm Adam Steller. Check us out, JeromeBaker.shop. Have you tried the new Jerome Baker Cannabis yet? Meridia Capital Holdings is a private equity firm targeting fundamental growth, drivers underpinning the rapid development of the cannabis industry. Our investment emphasis focuses on cultivation technologies, products, and services associated with the evolution of cannabis as an agricultural product, a natural healing-based medicine, and constitute for pharmaceutical formulations and a recreational consumer product. Meridia Capital Holdings seeks to invest in companies that successfully transition 
from startup to revenue generating growth companies. We work to accelerate proven operating models, supercharge the growth of their commercial pipeline by identifying essential providers. With strong management teams, we can anticipate where enterprise level or large industrial providers in non-related cannabis fields will look to find growth. How? In their core businesses through acquisition or investment. This is the Baker Cast, the official Jerome Baker podcast on jeromebaker.shop.